Cool. And now we're recording and this is the official beginning of the podcast. So maybe, uh, maybe let's, let's just hear about who you are again. I know you've just done this like five minutes ago, but let's go for it. It's all good. Um, my name's Anthony DK, uh, DK and, um, currently a student and also a product manager at a startup called, uh, blissfully.com and so, I mean, I've been interested slash doing products for the past two years, uh, you know, working on my own projects, launching uh, products with uh, engineers that I find on like, Twitter or like uh, other forums. And yeah, I mean, I just really love building and launching products. And uh, honestly, it's like just being able to create something and then share it with people like that's the Thing that I want to do like forever and so you know I love what I do and um yeah I also write a uh a semi-weekly <laughs> newsletter called the product person uh currently has 5,000 readers and um subscribers and you know just kind of just like working on it when I have the time like you know being a student is kind of hard uh, but I graduate this summer, so it's going to be a lot easier after that. But, you know, one cool thing that I recently learned, uh, I saw a tweet. I think Paul Graham tweeted, like, what's the, what's something in your specific specific field? that uh, What's a lesson in your specific field that you can apply to other things in life? And some, there was this one guy that re- replied to that tweet. I think he's like an ultra marathoner. And the lesson that he tweeted out was that um, as an ultra marathoner, you know, you can sprint, you can walk, and you can crawl, but you can't stop. And uh-huh. so, like, I love that, like, that <laughs> sort of, like, concept. And so that's kind of, like, what I'm applying to, you know, my own life and, like, this newsletter because I can't really, like, sprint, quote-unquote sprint as much as I want to because of like time commitments and stuff but you know I'm trying I'm crawling you know trying my best to like you know like come up with like the best like issues that would be useful to people and then like release them when I have the time so you made that sound so much more official than like five minutes ago right like this (laughs) (laughs) I I really tried I tried So, okay, awesome. That was cool. Uh, so you told me that, uh, you were PM number two at a startup, right? Like, what's that like? I, I can imagine it's crazy from, like, I remember my startup days. It used to be insane. I, like, we used to work 14, 15 hours a day. And I, I did that when I was a student as well. So, like, totally with you there. Uh, but yeah. what's it like with person two? Uh, that? currently it is, it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, every week, I kind of like, you know, gain more sort of responsibilities and, um, you know, from now until I graduate, like I'm working on like, I'm working on a specific project with, uh, the CPO slash CTO. And, um, yeah, that's like kind of the thing I'm focused on. And yeah, like, I mean, on the, like I recently had winter break and pretty much my entire winter break was just like, you know, focusing on that, that project, like, you know, spent like 20, 25 hours a week, just like working on it. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool. Like you learn a lot, like 
because the past two years, a lot of what I've, um, I, you know, you kind of read things and see what people tweet out and, you know, read blog posts and stuff. And you see like certain like lessons that they talk about, um, about startups and tech. But then when you're like in like a, <laughs> a startup experiencing it, it's like, it's kind of cool to see the patterns pop up and you're like, Oh, you're like, holy crap. Like, they were like, you know, <laughs> they were right. And like, it's but like having like read that stuff. It's like, you're kind of in the matrix now because you kind of like can see certain patterns. And so hopefully you're able to like leverage that like knowledge that you gain. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. I'm learning a lot. Um, by the time I start full time in the summer, I mean, uh, like hopefully, uh, you know, it's looking like I'll, um, hopefully get a full time position in the summer. And like, if that happens, then like, you know, it'll be really cool. And I really, we're working on like doubling the team this year. I think we have like 20 people and we want to get to 40. So it's going to be like a lot of like, you know, going faster <laughs> nice. from here on out. And so it's going to be, it's going to be cool to just learn more. Nice. And like, do you have a STEM degree or like, have you done, have you coded before or? Uh, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. then uh, what was it like for you to kind of get your STEM degree, have coded before, but then you get into the startup and like, the whole code paradigm is like fundamental. Like for me, it was the first time I heard about APIs. Like I'd started up before. I'd written my own code before. Mm-hmm. And then the first time I hear about APIs is when I'm like in this gigantic organization. And I'm like, oh, that's how we do things. <laughs> that was not how I was doing things. <laughs> so like, did that happen with you or was it like pretty standard? You, you got into what you Um, were? That's a good question. Um, So when I was, I've done... So what I'll say to that is like, like I, I've, I've experienced like similar where it's like, uh, there are certain proper ways to do things mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, okay. That's how I do that. Um, like I've worked on like projects with, um, engineers that I met like on Twitter, like one project was, um, uh, called chat party uh-huh. where it, it's kind of silly where I, I think it was the start of the pandemic. And I, I got, I kind of got tired of Zoom calls, like these large, like Zoom lectures for like school. And because it felt kind of boring to just like hear someone lecture to you. And because it was like, you know, one speaker, many listeners. So I thought, you know, how could you fix that? And like the solution I thought of was like, why, why don't we just remove the audio? Like no uh-huh. one can speak. <laughs> it's like silly. <laughs> and we actually built that. We built like, you know, a silent like video chat app where you, you mostly talk through like the text chat, but you can see people's faces and like doing projects like that. Like I, you know, work with engineers with like a lot of experience, like these guys that like work, um, in tech for like, like 15, 20 years. And so I get to see like the software engineering patterns that are like proper or just like more like seasoned. And yeah, just like going through that, you kind of just like pick up things along the way. Uh, and yeah, like in the startup that I'm working with now, um, yeah, I'm also like, you know, seeing those type of like proper patterns and like learning. And then like one question I get a lot is how do you actually get to be a product manager? And like my journey was similar to yours, right? Like I started my own thing and then 
that was kind of how I got branded as a product manager. But then back when I was doing it, there were very few product managers, right? So fairly easy to transition. But like you've you've done that now. And do you think all of the experience you had building your own stuff, building doing your own thing, your products, did that help you in any way to actually finalize that you were a product manager and to be recognized as such? Um, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I think so. I think so because, uh, I mean, because, you know, with a product manager, with like, you know, a proper product manager, like there's like a whole bunch of like different um, sort of like functions and a lot of those functions aren't realized unless you're like on like a big team. Mm-hmm. And, but like certain parts like, um, you know, uh, UX design, that function, um, product strategy to, to some degree, that function, like, yeah, like those things. Like I definitely um, um, did a lot, you know, with the projects that I did. And so that like being able to have, like having done products and to um, like, I guess when you think an analogy I can make is like um, viewing those things as muscles, mm-hmm. you know, I worked those muscles out. So then when mm-hmm. I was able to, when, when, then when I was like in the startup, like I, it was like, hundred percent new. Mm-hmm. I had like experienced those things, and um, but yeah, other things are new where it's like I have to, um, especially since things are remote, like having to kind of like gather knowledge from other departments, mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> having to reach out, like talking to customer success, like hey, you know, how are you guys doing this, like. You know, trying to gather that knowledge that so that I can like you know get a full picture of things. Um, that's new, and so you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I'm learning on the fly. But yeah, working on my own stuff definitely helped me to um help me uh become a better starting product manager. So you were studying. And you were working on your own stuff. And I can imagine there was a lot going on, right? Like, um, how did you, like, do the whole thing? Like, because when I was doing it, it was 16, 17 hours every day straight up doing all of this, right? Um, mm. Was that the same for you? Or was, like, how did you space it out? Like, working for a startup or, like, like like school? Uh, the startup plus all of your projects plus school, right? Like everything's happening together. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, like yeah, yeah, no, that is the truth. Like everything, you know, time is scarce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> time is very scarce, and you know, you kind of only have enough time for certain things. But yeah, like I, like they, there'd be days where I'm just like working, you know. And, you know, I don't mind it because, like, I actually like doing it. Like, school, to, to <laughs> extent, I don't, I'm not, like, a fan of. <laughs> I'd rather, like, you know, work on stuff that I enjoy. But, like, you know, it's it's kind of, like, a necessary evil. Um, but, yeah, no. Definitely, like, pretty much majority of my day. Awesome. Yeah. And and uh, so you, you say you enjoy building, right? Um, um from my experience, like, I enjoy building, but not all of it, right? Like, I hate documentation. I hate when I have to write anything. And, like, the whole blog <laughs> thing is just me making a habit of writing. So, like, what mm-hmm. are the parts you enjoy and what are the things you wish you didn't have to do? Uh, that's, a, that's another good question. Um, things that I really enjoy. Uh, 
uh, one thing I really like is like like understanding the problem and just like tinkering with different like solutions that could work, like coming up with a bunch of solutions in the solution set and, you know, trying them out. Um, that's that I enjoy. Um, product design, like, you know, tinkering with the design. Um, uh, yeah, like the whole, like, so to that point, like product design where it's like, you know, you, you, you come up with a, a sort of like a solution option, then you sort of like work out the roadmap. I also like road mapping and prototyping. Um, yeah, so things that kind of deal with the users and the product itself, like building it. Things that I wish that <laughs> I didn't have to do. Um, I, this is supposed to be a longer list than the first one, right? Because <laughs> like you, you have yeah. that you don't want to do. But like for me, it's it's uh, documentation. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I hate writing, um, and like uh, in my early days as a product manager, it all used to be in my head, right? Like a small five six person team, you can actually remember what the team is doing. And then as oh I, yeah, yeah yeah yeah, but then as it started to scale, and like I remember this one time when. Um, I was out on holiday and I, I was somewhere in Italy and uh, my team is like, yeah, this is not working and uh, we're missing some piece of the documentation and they're trying to reach me and we were working on a release cycle back then and the whole thing just gets delayed by like 15 days because mm. I and stuff down, right? So that was kind of the first time I realized, yeah, I need to start writing stuff. I still don't enjoy it, but I write a lot. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, that's a good point. I, I haven't worked with a big enough team where that's like an issue. But yeah, I can see that becoming an issue where it's like, you know, when you're working with a small team, everything's in your head. Everyone's like kind of like in the, if there's a tighter like sync with yeah. everyone, you know, everyone's like in a tighter circle. So you can like communicate uh, quickly. But with a bigger team, yeah, I can see where like, you know, your brain isn't there. <laughs> so you need to like put it on paper. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, maybe let's talk a little bit more about your newsletter, right? Like 5,000 people read it now. Um, 5,000 people subscribe and read it now, right? And you'd written at some point um, how you made it grow and what your growth strategy for the newsletter was. And like I, there was just some random post floating around somewhere that I read before this call. Um, so what's that like? What's, what's it like to grow from like zero to 5,000? And like I can imagine that applies to products as well. Um. That's a good question. Uh, the, the initial traction was pretty wild. Like, so the first day I launched it, um, I launched it on product on and then went from like zero subscribers to about like 1600 the first like 12 hours. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <nice. laughs> and then at the end of, at the end of the day or the 24 hours later, it was like 2000. And by the end of the month, it was 3600, which is like ridiculous. Well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I was benefit. I I definitely got benefited by like the product the product hunt promotion. Like it promoted me a lot, because, especially since it was like the end of the year, and so they do like a a roundup of like the most uploaded products, and then they ke- they keep promoting it and promoting it, and so that happened. Um, and so the thing with that, like I a lot of the, a lot of the times I a lot of the time I reflect on that and. That, that definitely hurt in the sense that like, I didn't I didn't really teach myself how to 
um, go after subscribers. Like I like they came really fast, and um, I didn't really know how to keep that sustained, that traction sustained, and so. Um, yeah, like a lot from, you know, 3,600 to now, a lot of that time was just like learning that, you know, things don't come easy, you know, things come like hard, you have to like work hard to, you know, promote and like retain subscribers and all that. And just, it was a lot of experimentation on different formats. I've landed on a pretty good format now. Um, I kind of copied this other newsletter called Growth Tactics, I think. I um yeah this guy named Julian and he has a pretty good format and I think that's something I really want to adopt because it's it's a lot more uh sustainable mm-hmm. you get to like have these like short pro tips and yeah just a lot of experimentation I I um I'm probably I probably want to go into like a a growth phase where like I promote it a lot more once I land on a consistent like format and a consistent sort of like content production because you know in school it's kind of hard there was one there was a point in time where um i would literally so there was a point in time where i launched or i released an issue every wednesday Mm -hmm. and um so on tuesday on tuesdays i'd pull an all-nighter just to release that issue (laughs) like i wouldn't get any sleep so it became unsustainable Mm-hmm. And there was this one issue that I put out that I guess became my most popular one. It's like how to write microcopy. Uh-huh. And like that's one, that one's been read like a lot of times. It's been, I've heard some people that work at like Dropbox and Figma that they like use it for their product teams. And, you know, that's great. And that, but that issue took me like two weeks to write, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, you, you know, I, you can't write <laughs> like an issue that's like two weeks of work and like, and then release every week. It's kind yeah. of hard. Yeah. So, you know, it's just learning how to find a sustainable sort of like uh, release uh, cadence. That's been like the biggest thing, really. And then after I figured that out, then I'll work on like a uh, promotion. Nice. Yeah. yeah it's, it's been a learning experiment to experience. So I'm on this same cadence now, right? Like um, I, I push out a newsletter every Wednesday. And like, I think the one thing that I'm doing is uh, I have the next two newsletters already loaded, right? So, like, I have, like, the next mm. 15 days to kind of procrastinate, think about what I'm writing. And I'm working on, like, two or three different issues at the same time. Um, so it's just, like, if I get bored of writing one thing, then I'm moving to another. And then there's just this continuous churn of content that seems to be helping for now, but I'm going to dry out of content pretty soon, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's hard, right? Like, to just yeah, keep hard. coming up with it's topics. Hard. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with that whole hug. Yeah, well, let's let's see how it goes. Uh, I'm gonna link your newsletter in uh, with this post as well. Uh, cool. And Thanks, like, bro. We're like small but super engaged, so you like expect like a trickle of traffic, I guess. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, awesome. Uh, is there any final remark that you wanna kind of share? Shout out. Um, I mean, I kind of just wanted to, I wanted to ask you, like, um, how did you get into machine learning? And, um, did you do that in undergrad? Like, how did that lead to you working as a PM, like doing machine learning? Okay. So, um, 
all of this, all of the machine learning and the product management started with my um, undergrad thesis. So I was doing like two degrees at the same time. Like one of them was computer science, where they taught us a little bit of machine learning, and then the other was economics, right? And mm. um, so I don't know who it was back then. Like a friend suggested that I should kind of uh, combine the two and come up with like a model to predict stock markets, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, I was like, yeah, it sounds fun, and it actually worked, right? Like we went, we didn't go like the short one day windows we didn't go day trading we went long right like predicting what's going to happen in a year or so and it worked and uh that's when someone else came up with the idea of okay this needs to be a startup and then that that's when it started like this was year two of my undergrad and we started working on the designs and the sprints and like it, it grew pretty big it had like a decent number of paying users and everything um and then like interest kind of fizzled out um, and I wanted to do different things. Most of the other people wanted to do different things as well. Um, so we started down and I took up a job as a software developer uh, at, at Goldman Sachs back then. And I was a very, nice. I was a very crappy software developer. It was not nice. Right? Like I'm, I'm bad at writing code for myself. Um, so then um, I decided I wanted to get into product, uh, interviewed at uh, like this one startup that was, really big in India back then um, they used to do like real estate right? like you can find a broker or a real estate agent and you can book book through them so that's when I kind of got to my first product role but then I always had this machine learning background um, and I started reflecting that pretty organically in my uh, products right like when I was thinking of like how do we surface this I was thinking recommender systems and that was like a natural default for me and then that's that's how it grew like I'm, I'm not a good technical person so I don't write code very well i don't understand code that well as well so i can't work in very deep infra projects because it's not my cup of tea um but machine learning comes naturally to me data comes naturally to me so then that's kind of where i naturally gravitated so yeah like and pretty much like let's see how it happens that sort of a thing <laughs> so what tools do you like typically use like when you're like working on products that work, include machine learning um so like as a product manager, I do very little of the machine learning modeling uh, anymore, right? Uh, so the one thing that I do is to look at facets of data, look at what data is telling us, right? Like um, if, if I were to design, let's say, a recommender system, I'd look at, okay, what do these recommendations have to be based off of? What do my customers care about? And that's kind of the level of data that I give to then my data scientists and say, yeah, okay, we want to know what this customer wants. Um, we want we want like this specific model that does this specific recommendation. And then they go ahead and build it. But I think the kind of job of a product manager doing data science is a lot more about creativity than about the math, right? Because you have people to do the math. They're much better off than you are at the math. But when it comes to actually applying those things to product, that's when kind of the creativity comes in. Like I, I, I did a piece on my blog about it. Uh, it's like if you're trying to predict if a user is going to cancel, right? Like if you're Amazon and you want to do that cancellation prediction, um, then you're not going to actually do that model, Right. What you're going to get is, yeah, I can predict cancellations like 100% of the time or like 90% or 10% of the time. And then what do you do with that data? That's kind of where a product manager kicks in, right? Like you'd build a very different product if you had a model that said, yeah, 10% right or and a very different one that with the one that said like 100% right. So that's the creative fold, I guess, of uh, machine learning product management. And that's what I enjoy. Like it's much less of the math and much more of the creative side. Sure. No, that sounds pretty cool. Maybe, yeah, I, I like it. Like it, it, 
it's deep enough in data that uh, I can understand it. It's not so deep that I have to be too technical for it. So. <laughs> for sure. Awesome. Amazing. Um, this has been a unconventionally long podcast. So <laughs> I'm going to break it off. Uh, thanks so much for joining. This was super fun for me. And um, I'm just going to share the links to your blog and everything. And I'm going to make a nice little packet out of it and send it over to you. Thanks, bro. Cool. I appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. I'm going to end the recording now and...